The Capo and Joe Podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. Welcome in, Campo and Joe, fired up and ready to go. It's the week of the NFL Combine, which means your head coach talked, your general manager talked. Josh Allen didn't talk, but they did talk about him. So let's get into all of it. Joe C. from XL Primetime, our head coach, Dave Campo, as we are fired up and ready to go. If you're tuning in on Facebook Live, totally appreciate it. Anywhere where you find us in podcast form or listen to us, you know we love it. We like talking Jaguar ball, Coach, uh, and – I guess this is the official beginning beginning of the offseason, right? Well, that's why we're kind of fired up yeah. because there was a little bit of a void there after the Super Bowl. And, you know, uh, now it's the start of the NFL year is coming yeah. up, and this is part of it. Yeah, it's funny because a couple weeks ago or maybe even about this time last week was when they first could put tags, franchise tags, on players. And that was maybe the first thing where you're like, okay, now teams are starting to build for next year. Got all the draft talk. They don't draft until April. Free agency still coming up. But this is really the time where maybe some decisions are made. They may be made privately. We won't know about them until a little bit later on, like the Justin Fields saga up in Chicago. Right. Uh, but for the Jaguars' part in this, Josh Allen is topic number one. And even though you heard from Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson today, we aired them on 1010XL, Jaguars.com, of course, aired it live. We still don't know what's going to happen with Josh Allen, but at least the wheels are starting to turn in that direction. Yeah, and, and you know, he even said, well, you know, we're meeting with some of the agents, and, you know, that's kind of what happens at the Combine. Yeah. There could be some deals made at the Combine, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, those agents are there. They get out and have a few drinks, and mm-hmm. good things can happen, bad things can happen yeah. at the same time. But I'll never do a deal with you or... I hey, think we got a deal. Let's done. let's drink to that. Cheers. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. But uh, yeah, this is the start of everything. I think it's the first time that the general public and you know the the teams get a chance to number one get the the uh, health mm-hmm. situation, you know, the doctors' reports, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and then interviews, and then watch guys uh, run around. Yeah. Uh, it's more athletic than anything else, but it does start the year for everybody, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, so next week we probably might have a little more intel on the actual work on the field. We'll get to see a few of these guys. A lot of them have already said they're either not working out or they're not throwing or whatever, but at least we'll get a little bit of an idea. So spending today's time on what Trent Baalke and what Doug, P- Doug Peterson had to say. So let's go with the, at least for you and I, one of the biggest talking points coming out of the season into the next season, who is calling plays for this football franchise? I thought Doug Peterson, he didn't directly answer the question. He indirectly answered it. And I think he made us both think that he's going to assume more responsibility when it comes to play calling. Well, that's the biggest thing. I think you could uh, look at it in a number of different ways. I mean, you know, in reality, I've always felt that if he was going to do anything offensively, number one, they were going to do whatever they could to get a, a stronger offensive line mm-hmm. or whatever it is, uh, you know, but offensively, the issue is that everybody has been talking about the play calling from, yeah. from day one. So, you know, I felt that there was a possibility that since, you know, this is his third year and, and, and things are starting to get tight, uh, that he might take over the play calling. And, uh, you know, you get that feeling a little bit. At the same time, he's conflicted. Because this is his protege in mm-hmm. Press Taylor. And, you know, I don't think he really wants to circumcise 
Press Taylor. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, he knows that the 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 job for everybody is based on how well they do next year. So I think what he's going to do is I think he's going to take some time Mm -hmm. to kind of see what's going on defensively and how comfortable he feels with what's going on defensively. Okay, I'm sure they're having discussions, uh, Press and he, about the play calling, about Mm -hmm. what has to change, uh, that he's going to be more involved one way or another, whether he takes it or whether he he doesn't. But the more comfort level he has with Ryan Nielsen and the new staff Mm -hmm. on defense, the easier it will be for him to... to, you know, assume more responsibility there. Right. So let's go back one step as to why we're thinking what we're thinking. He gets rid of a large part of the defensive staff because they weren't doing a good job, and there was a lot of finger-pointing back and forth between the offense and the defense, at least when you talk to certain circles, that's the indication you get. So Doug Peterson makes the decision. He gets rid of most of the defensive staff. Well, I get the feeling, and I'm not, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Coach, but – Doug may have spent more time babysitting or watching what others were or were not doing as opposed to paying attention to his most to where he's most successful, which is calling plays and making offenses home. Well, I think you bring up a, a really a good point because down the stretch, the defense struggled so much he had to have he had to find out what was going on right. And and when that happened, you got the injuries combined with that. Mm-hmm. The offense slipped as well. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just uh, just the defense. Now, yeah, yeah. I think the G, if the defense had played a little bit better, they mm-hmm. probably would have won two or three of those ball games and been in a little different spot. Yeah. I thought one of the interesting things though was, uh, you know, sometimes when you hit adversity, it opens your eyes. And, you know, that little stretch right there, while it was, it went to the heart and the stomach of all of us and the fans. Gut punch to all of Duvall. But in some ways, it might have been a good thing from the standpoint that he looked at and he said, hey, look, we got to make some changes here. Mm -hmm. You know, here's what we need to do. And it makes you look at the things that went wrong and and look at the the way you can fix it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and Trevor said kind of the same thing in the offseason, that it, you know, this is not good, but if there is something good that can come out of it, it's that bad taste in your mouth, you didn't get the job done, and I do hope that that, that he's driven that way. And and the positive thing about it Mm -hmm. is, which we've said before, is it's not like it went to three and uh, 14. Mm -hmm. It was nine and eight. Yeah. So they still have a ball club, a nucleus of people yeah. that have a chance to win games. Now, yeah. you have to win more than eight, but sure. they have a nucleus of guys that can win ball games. Mm-hmm. And now we have to make sure that we're doing everything correct as a coaching staff yeah. and that the players are doing everything in the offseason to get themselves ready. Yeah. And let's make sure we've got the players in the right spots and yeah. and better players in some areas. Yeah, I, I, I think and I hope that Doug Peterson took a good hard look at what did happen. He knows the book on coaches that have won Super Bowls that move on and go to the next team aren't as successful as they were with their first job. At least there's a lot of evidence for that. More often than not, it doesn't work out. So he's got to prove to himself, prove to this fan base, prove to his owner that he has everything it takes to deliver a winner. He over-delivered in year one. We all know that. What happens, uh, Coach? 
when you over-deliver, that's the new bar. Exactly. Okay? That's not the, the ceiling. That's the yep. new bar that you've got to get over. Correct. And so that's what he's got to prove to himself that he can do that. No question. Yeah. And I think, you know, that obviously uh, uh, if I'm sitting in his shoes, uh, he made decisions based on what he felt he needed from a coaching staff standpoint to, to uh, take the next step. He, he will find out what he's going to do with the personnel right. as we go forward here. And that's where the combine starts. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, and, and believe me, they've been, they've been looking at this ball club for six or seven weeks now, yeah, yeah. you know, and talking and, and figuring out the things, the steps that they have to take. Yeah. The draft is, and, and free agency is subjective. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, if you make the right decision, if, if the guy becomes good, you made the right decision. If yeah. he doesn't, you made the wrong decision. Yeah. And so you have to own that. And I yeah. think that they looked at some things. They they are looking at some things where maybe we didn't do exactly what we needed here. We right. need to do better at this or that and yeah. go forward. And I think the worst thing you can do is say, hey, the injuries were the reason. If we get healthy, we're going to be able to do yeah. to accomplish that. You can't yeah. do that. Right. And they did miss Chris Kirk and Zay Jones. They missed Chris Kirk at the most important time. He was gone right as they got to December, and this football team was in position to to take that number one spot. Yeah, and 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 listen, I, you know, I, some of that is excuse making because the the league is determined a lot, but based on injury. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose you right. you lose Aaron Donald. Yeah, you've lost a lot of defense. Well, you lose Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's that's the key. Yeah. The injuries do affect it, though. Mm-hmm. But if you have some underlying problems along with those injuries, yeah. now you've got a real problem. Yeah, and I think that's what happened down the stretch. Yeah, that's a good point. It really exacerbates whatever the problem is, magnifies it, makes it even worse. And that's basically what it, it, it appears happened. So a, a couple of key things, and, and we're going to have plenty of time to break this down, but let's just spend a little bit more on what Doug said and then get to what Trent Balky said. Both of these guys made it seem like keep the core together. That was the same mantra they had a year ago because they had won and made it to the postseason. This year it may not make as much sense. But both of them mentioned Cam, Cam Robinson, and the idea of keeping him and keeping the core together. Well, first of all, I you know I think you want, don't want, want to let good players out if you yeah. can help it. And so – the salary cap makes a decision there. The other thing that that makes a decision for that is what's out there that you can replace those people with, mm-hmm. right? So the one thing that they've talked about from the day after the last ball game has been physicality. Mm-hmm. And the one thing Cam Robinson brings to the table, believe it. along with being a better-than-average player. And he's seen as a leader in that locker yeah, room. Yeah, and, and you a couple the leadership – the physicality, along with being maybe not a, a, a yearly Pro Bowl player, mm-hmm. but a pretty good left tackle. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- it's hard to let that guy out of the out of the park. You and and it. to be honest with you, that physicality needs to be added mm-hmm. in some other areas in the offensive yeah, line yeah. Uh, to go along with it. Yeah, don't strip away the most physical lineman you've got. Right. 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 And and I say this to Matt Hayes on XL Primetime. We argue about it all the time. He's like, the most important thing is to protect 16. While I get the interior part of that line needs to be fixed, 100% agree with that. 
if you let Cam go, right. we, there's no guarantee that Anton, Anton Harrison can move from right to left and be as physical. Right. It might happen, but there's right. no guarantee of that. Right. And Walker Little, there's no guarantee he can be as physical not as enough, Cam. Not enough uh, games. Mm-hmm. To make those kind of determinations, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to. You don't have any sure, choice. Sure. But uh, if they can keep Cam, I think that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really think that they uh, understand that. Uh, you know what it's going to cost them to go out and get another one with a year on the line. They're going to go. They're going to have to go with who they got. Yeah, you know, and and you don't want a a, a situation where you're not quite sure what the guys are going to do. You know what you're going to get with Cam Robinson, yeah. and he's counting in the neighborhood of sixteen, seventeen million against the cap, uh, his salary and in, in in the numbers that they have to deal with. But let's use him and Calvin Ridley as an example. Can you replace what Cam represents right. for less or close to what you're having him count against your cap? Answer is probably no. Right, and then Calvin Ridley. He represents a fair amount of offense. It's his first year back after being out. You might be able to expect more from him next year. The Capo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. In the same system. Are you going to let him walk and then have to replace him to the tune of a $20 million price tag? Well, first of all, well, first of all, he's going to be one of the top three now mm-hmm. with T. Higgins gone. Yeah. He's going to be one of the top three receivers in free agency. So yeah, he, he wants to see that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know this. I would not be worried at all about whether it's a second round pick or a third round okay. pick. I'm going to try to keep him okay. because he does represent, and I mentioned this, I think, on the primetime show earlier. Mm-hmm about the fact that the pass interference penalties he caused on against him, yeah. a lot of them were him going vertical and then stopping and coming back. Yeah. Well, that's because there was, they're worried about his speed going mm-hmm. vertical. Yeah, That's what happens. And now they're scared they lost him, and right. now i got to grab him. Right. So that's something we don't have. We need the, you know, that without him. Mm-hmm. Now, unless you can replace him with somebody that, you know, has that kind of speed, yeah. I think you're hurting yourself by letting him well, go. Just do a quick add-up in your head. How many P.I. flags has Christian Kirk drawn? How many has Zay Jones right. drawn? Or Evan Ingram? Now, there are a few here or there, but here's a guy, and this is a dream scenario. This is Jamar Chase taking their best guy deep and fighting for uh, that big play. They're going to interfere with Jamar as opposed to give up a touchdown. We can use Justin Jefferson. We can okay. use a handful of other guys right. as examples. Calvin's the only one on this football team that represents that. Absolutely. And and to be honest with you, a guy like that, uh, he was out for a year and a half. Yeah. So I think he did get better towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what they're going to bank on. I think they're going to try to keep him. They're going to try to do everything they can to keep him. I don't know how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not into the money. Well, but I know that you don't want to let the guy go. You don't want to let good players go. Yeah. And the one other thing that, Trent Balky said, as we transfer over to some of the stuff that he that he brought up, was that second or third round, they're not worried about it. And the one positive is that this football team finally has a third round pick uh, coming from the compensatory right. because of losing Jawan Taylor. This team hadn't had that in over a decade. It's ridiculous how long this team has not had compensatory right. picks. The New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers, for that matter, 
I think made livings off of compensatory. Games. I know. It's just insane how many guys they would say goodbye to. Yeah. Someone else would sign for big money and they get a compensatory pick. Well, that's that. one of the reasons that I think Belichick, along with having Tom Brady, yeah. was one of the better coaches in the league because he did let guys go yep. when they reached that mm -hmm. plateau, mm -hmm. you know, and then started heading the, the other direction. Yeah. And and he, he was rewarded for it mm -hmm. based on the fact that he could get the compensatory picks yeah. for it. All right, so a couple of things out of the balky side of this, and both of them, like we said, are, are, are thinking they're going to keep Cam Robinson. They'd like to keep the core together. We totally understand that they're going to say all the right things about the guys that are in the locker room right now. But he did talk about the fact that they might want to add somewhere in the, in the secondary, add depth to what they've got. They're going to be looking to the free agent class, to the rookie class. What did you think of what Trent Balky? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, uh, obviously I'm not sure that you can have enough corners. Mm -hmm. and, and certainly if you can bring a corner into the fold, uh, you know, you got a, a, a an older guy in uh, Darius mm -hmm. uh, Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Trey Herndon, you know, who you'd like to keep if you're just playing zone defense. But if you're playing man, he's a little bit of a liability. Mm -hmm. So if they can bring in a, a, a veteran, younger veteran guy that's right. got some experience that's going to cost them some some money. You might do that, but you gain some cap stuff if you if you don't bring uh, Williams back mm -hmm. for yeah, sure. True. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there are some. This is a good corner draft, and you might be making a decision there to bring another guy in. Well, you figure, and and you the percentages of playing with three corners are more often than not Absolutely. in the National Football League. And so Tyson Campbell, he's got a, they've got an important decision to make with him coming up with another contract. Right. Darius Williams, you mentioned him. He's already gotten his free agent deal. He's a Creekside kid. They love to keep him if they can. Yep. He had really his best of his two years here this right. past season. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're done by any stretch of the imagination. you got to have guys that can cover those interior, the slot guys, yep. and so on. And, and here's the problem that you run into when you're making these decisions. And we kind of sometimes kind of make it easier mm -hmm. than it is. You right. know, I say all the time, you know, that it's not an exact science, right? Mm -hmm. Chris Harris, mm -hmm. one of the best nickelbacks mm -hmm. in NFL history, maybe, was not invited to the combine. That's nuts. That's how difficult it is to make the right decisions. Right. And yeah. so... Uh, that's why you, if you've got a guy that you think is good enough mm -hmm. to help you go to the next level or win the whole thing or whatever, that's why you don't let him out because right. he's proven mm -hmm. that he can do it. Yeah. You know, that some of these guys coming in, you don't know what they're going to do no, for sure. No. And our, especially our history of drafting around oh here gosh, yeah. is probably not that good. The, the number of top 10 picks that this team has had, and the number of top 10 picks that they've signed to second contracts, it dwarf, it's dwarfed, okay? Because they've had a ton of top 10 picks. They haven't had a ton that they've re-signed. Right. And that's going to be one of the biggest that's things. That's why you don't get the compensatory picks because exactly. there's no veterans. Exactly. You're it's not just, getting rid of any. Yeah. It's unbelievable how they weren't able to make hay out of Blake Bortles got a second contract. It was one and done, $25 million extension. We all know what happened after that. No second contract for Luke Jokel. No second contract for Dante. Traded yep. away Jalen Ramsey. Justin Blackman flamed out. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Right. And so now you're getting to a number seven pick overall that in Josh Allen that has played 
to a level where he needs to get paid. Absolutely. So as we wrap up our podcast, one thing that Balky said was that he's planning on meeting with the agent today with Josh Allen's agent, and they were going to try and get their conversations going. I believe it was Josh's agent that he said today. Either way, he or Calvin's, they're going to be talking to over the course of the time up at the Combine. And you have until basically March 5th before you decide whether or not you tag Josh Allen. Now, the one thing he said, Coach, was that if you can avoid the tag, it will help the salary cap. Absolutely. Just get that deal done. Yes. Yeah, they're going to try to get it done. Uh, I, I don't. I I think one or the other of them, they're going to try to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, either Ridley or or Josh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I I I'm assuming that if they're not going to let Josh out of here Mm-mm. now, Ridley. Yeah. You know, it's what they can get done. I, the negotiations and all that. So yeah. we'll have to see on that one. But uh, there are some good receivers in the draft too. Mm-hmm. Some guys that can at least have shown that they have the ability to make things happen. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll start looking at those uh, receivers because it's funny. We're talking about the 17th pick overall. I don't think this team has the luxury of going and getting a wide receiver at that pick. I think they have other needs and they're better players that will be available. But Brian Thomas, who I think is a dynamic receiver, Keon Coleman, he'll be there. Others might slide to that 17th pick overall. It's going to be a tough decision. And by that time, we obviously will know what they've done with Calvin Ridley. Well, the best thing is, yes, exactly. Yeah. And the best thing is, uh, I really think with this draft, with the number of quarterbacks that are going to go early, I think we're going to get four quarterbacks mm-hmm. before the 17th pick. Mm-hmm. Might get five. Right. Very but, true. But uh, at least four, that pushes a lot of good players down to 17. And yeah. 17 is about the – that's the point right mm-hmm. there where it starts to get – Milky mm-hmm. from that point on. Yeah. But 17 should be a good pick this year. So yeah. whoever we pick, we're probably going to be happy with them, whatever the whatever the pick is. Right, and that's what we'll start to see a little bit more of, how good these quarterbacks look. They're not all throwing, but you can imagine Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, as we mentioned, the possibility are four or five coming off the board in the first round, maybe even four before 17. Right. That would either be a J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and let's just say something, Coach. If either one of those guys lighted up at the Combine this weekend, they will get – they will. I, I call it Combine eyes. They oh, will absolutely. get someone to fall in love with them. Well, uh, and, and I could see, you know, if – for example, if we ever backed up or mm-hmm. whatever, I don't believe we're going to do that. But right. uh, there are some people that will come back into the first round mm-hmm. – this is a really big combine for Penix, mm-hmm. in my yeah, opinion. Michael Penix Jr. too. Because Penix, uh, if somebody really likes Penix, and they and and he's kind of been compared a little bit with Purdy, mm-hmm. you know, a guy that is really sharp and yeah. and you know scheme wise and can handle mm-hmm. the process and mm-hmm. all that. I think there were some people that were probably happy that he he didn't finish. With the semifinal game yeah. that he finished in the final game because yeah. he slipped a little bit in the final game, but it was because some of the pressure that he was getting yeah. in the oh final game. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. But if, if, he, if they'd have just gone off his semifinal yeah. game, he might have jumped up in there along with the rest of them. So very, he very might true. still. Yeah. He might still. Yeah, because uh, quarterbacks are hard to come by yep. and teams are willing to do whatever it takes. And, and look, as tough as it is, like take Justin Fields as an example. Here we are. Uh, four years later, and they're looking to deal him before he gets to that fifth year. Uh, Trevor going into his fourth year, uh, 
and they're worlds apart right now because Trevor looks like the future. Justin Fields, his future is in doubt. It's hard to get those quarterbacks. Absolutely. And, and, and the right. one thing about it is you don't know that uh, that uh, Fields might not go somewhere else and be pretty darn successful. Well, heck, as we wrap this up, Trevor, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. Right. Four. Those were all four in the first first, first 15 picks. Absolutely. <laughs> and only one so of them right now is the on The only solid. one that everybody likes yeah. the best. So quit dogging Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> all right, we're done. Joe C., we'll talk to you on XL Primetime. Our head coach, Dave Campo, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and talking some Jaguar ball with us. Go Jags. This presentation of the Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air, faster, reliable AC service.